the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hey, I'm really interested in that documentary they just advertised. Did I hear Andy Stanley's voice in that commercial? Were you listening to that, uh, Aaron? The, no, I didn't uh, hear it. The, I don't uh, know if it was Andy Stanley or wokeness not. in the church. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to indict Andy Stanley. I just thought, wow, is that Andy Stanley? Uh, interesting. If so, uh, and I'm sure many of you out there, if you uh, heard the commercial and know the voices, can tell me who it is. You can always email the show. Bruce at 9890answer.com, Bruce at 9890answer.com. But uh, I want to be authentic here. I want to be truthful here. I pray about that every morning. Uh, I'm I'm trying to surround myself with truth and wisdom and discernment, and I think that comes first and foremost from above. Uh, but I also think it's important to avail yourself of other people's research, other people's gifts and talents when it comes to uh, analyzing information and the like. So there's another thing that, just now crossed my mind. If you have a source for information, uh, feel free to send it to me. Although, true confession, I have friends who inundate me with stuff, and a lot of the stuff I listen to and I try to read, there are only so many hours in the day, and I do want to be uh, a dad and a husband, uh, you know, servicing those uh, needs and those things that fulfill me. So I'll do my best, but I'll certainly sample your content. But uh, those of you who have reached out, who have made guest recommendations, and the like. I do appreciate it very much, and I think it adds to the context and the content of our program. I was playing for you audio from a never-Trumper, a guy by the name of Tom Nichols, and he writes for The Atlantic. He's a talented guy. Uh, We differ politically, but I found it interesting. He was on Joy Reid's show, which is just... (laughs) Joy Reid is... I feel bad for Joy Reid. I get really mad at Joy Reid, and I I think she's a... I think she's a very dangerous person. Because she stokes racial hatred in our country. She exaggerates news events as indicative of racial hatred. She stirs up people. She foments hate. And yet she would say, that's what I do. She would say, that's what I do. She would, I think, tell you she is a Christian person who's doing what God has enabled her to do. I I will just tell you, I think quite the opposite. I think she is gripped by in the clutches of evil. I really do. And I hate that because I don't want to see anybody go that way. That's my take on Joe Biden, too, by the way, is I can get really mad and I say things about Biden that, you know, in my in my my better self, aspiring to really be an obedient Christian, I wouldn't say, and I, I apologize for that. By and large, I find him a very sad case. I find him a sad case because here's a man who was raised knowing the truth or being exposed to the truth. I don't know if it ever connected with him. In the way that his uh, Catholicism is walked out, there is no way 
he is stewarding his responsibilities as president in a way that is pleasing to God. He advocates for and supports the abortion of children. Uh, He is an inveterate, unrepentant serial liar. And he is mostly about self, not about others. So uh, that's sad. That's sad when people have influence and use it in ways that damage our country, uh, stir other people to react irrationally. It's sad. I think it happens because they become disconnected from scriptural truth. They become disconnected, completely disconnected from scriptural truth. So last segment I was playing comments from this Tom Nichols guy from a the Atlantic. He's a never-Trumper. He was on Joy Reid's show, and he's talking about the people who stormed the Capitol. And it was so interesting to me to hear this because of the lack of self-awareness. Because as he's saying these things, Joy Reid is sitting there nodding her head like, yeah, you tell him, Tom. You tell him. And he doesn't recognize, nor does she, that they are talking about people on the left. Here's more from Tom Nichols. You and uh, Michael were talking a moment ago about people who have had something taken away from them. The irony is that a lot of the people that are storming these barricades have had nothing taken away from them. They have been told they have had things taken away from them and their acceptance, their embracing of that notion has given their lives uh, some kind of meaning. Okay, so what do the people who stormed the Capitol think they've had taken away from them? A country that has been the country they've grown up in. A country that has prioritized things like self-sufficiency, meritocracy, freedom, liberty, life, hard work. What they fear... And why they stormed the Capitol was because they thought, first and foremost, the election had been stolen from them. It was, remember, the Stop the Steal rally from President Trump. He did not tell them to go down and storm the Capitol. But what they feared was, look, we just had a president. They believed you can, they can be wrong. And I think they were wrong in, hmm, let me be careful here with my language. I think the election was tampered with. It may have been tampered with legally. It was not illegal for Mark Zuckerberg to spend more than $400 million of his own money to prioritize get-out-the-vote efforts in Democratic areas. That was not illegal. Is it moral? Mm, Debatable. I'm not saying yes. I'm not saying no. Debatable. But the fear people had was that hey, I can vote, and a president that I think got fairly elected can be taken out of office. That's not just done like, hey, let's just see if we can do it. That's done for a purpose. What are they going to enact? What are they going to do? Are they going to turn us into a socialist country? Are we going to cease to be the kind of country we are? Are we going to pack the court? Are we going to end the filibuster? Again, all these institutions in America that have served America well for 200-plus years— The 
risk, the fear, the threat of them going away is what made people go, hold up. If we don't do something now, we may never get another chance to do something. Today's the day the election's being certified. We're going to react. And they reacted irrationally, and they reacted illegally, and they reacted in a way that they should be prosecuted for. But that is why people did what they did. More from Tom Nichols. We are eternally adolescent. We take offense at everything. We look for reasons to take offense because then to respond to it is empowering. We take no pleasure, and I'll I'll get off the soapbox here, but we take no pleasure in adulthood anymore. Eternally offended, not acting like adults. Is that the people who stormed the Capitol? Is that the people who, if you use the wrong word to describe someone, and I'm not talking about the N-word, I'm talking about, let me think of a good word here. Um, <laughs> see, see, I'm not woke, so I don't know what words are like out of bounds. But like, like here's a good example, Latinx or Latinx. Like right now, I think you can't say Hispanic anymore, right? Like Hispanic is not, or Latino is forbidden. Like it has to be Latinx or Latinx. You want to talk about being perpetually offended. Are you talking about people who stormed the Capitol? Or are you talking about the gay figure skater I was I was uh, uh, reading about last night? The gay male figure skater who's non-binary, which means that you can't say, hey, are those... His, like if he's sitting here and I have another person in the room, I can't say to the other person, hey, are those his ice skates over there? I have to say, are those their ice skates over there? Because if I don't say that they're their ice skates, he's highly offended to the point of saying that I'm committing a microaggression against him. And you know what? I should lose my job because I called him by the wrong pronoun because that proves I'm hateful. It doesn't prove that I'm confused by a pronoun change that is like some thing that's been a thing for what? A year, two, five? Down through the course of history, if a male, a guy with a beard, so no gender confusion, he's got a beard, he has ice skates in the corner for the first 200 and whatever years of America's existence, I could say, are those his ice skates? And he'd be perfectly fine with it. But now because he's non-binary as a gay man, I can't say, are those his ice skates? Because if I do, that doesn't just mean I got the pronoun wrong, that I'm not hip enough, that I'm not woke enough, that I'm not enlightened enough, that I'm not progressive enough. It means that I hate him and that I want to exorcise him from society that I want him to have none of the rights and privileges and freedoms that I have. Is that what Tom Nichols is talking about with people being perpetually offended? No, it is not. It is He is talking about people who stormed the Capitol. They're perpetually offended. Mm. As I said, the irony here is that he's talking about the very side he comes from but he doesn't recognize it. And neither does Joy Reid, who sits there mindlessly nodding at everything he says. We take no yeah. pleasure in simply saying, 
there are burdens to be shared. Not everything goes my way. Um, there are things that have to get done every day that are not fun or interesting. And it used to be that your father's generation, mine, our parents, my mom, my dad, they took a certain silent pride in saying, why am I a hero? Because I get up every day. I get my day started. I go to work. I take care of my children. I you know, I mow the lawn, I plow the driveway, whatever it takes. Um, that's not enough for people anymore. And that's yeah. when democracy starts to fall, because then that emptiness and that lack of meaning is something they pour, they project onto the government. And they say it's the government's fault that I feel like my life yeah. is empty. So he describes some of life's simple pleasures, duties, obligations, getting up every day, going plow the driveway, blah, 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 blah. Did I imagine that the National African-American Museum of History ran a display a year or two ago that being on time is racist? Expecting someone to be on time is racist? Expecting someone to work hard and achieve things within the reach of their own merits is racist? Did I imagine that? I don't think I imagined that. So Tom Nichols is talking about an America he doesn't recognize because people are storming the Capitol because they imagine the government is coming after everything and they imagine that little things are offending them and they can't keep up with modern language style. And... Joy Reid's sitting there like, yeah, 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 yeah. Those really, those evil, stupid Republicans. She doesn't even recognize that he is describing to a T, both himself and her. So one of the things that we have to do if we prioritize truth is apply it to all things, even when inconvenient, even when it makes our side look bad. Trey Gowdy talked yesterday. I played the cut for you with Trey Gowdy saying, look, just make rules and hold to the rules. Just don't move the rules one way or the other. And he was indicting Republicans who right now, like Mark Meadows, won't give his internal communications from January 6, 2021 to the House committee investigating him. I get it. They're a partisan committee. No, Liz Cheney's presence on it doesn't mean it's a bipartisan committee. But Gowdy was saying, look, we jumped all over Eric Holder's case when he didn't comply. We held him in contempt of Congress. We should have the same rules for our side. Just tell us what the rules are. So in that regard, I agree. And I only wish we could get Democrats to do the same. Okay, so we heard yesterday all day, oh, storming a Capitol. I mean, that's just a threat on democracy. We can't have that. We can never have that. We got to find out which one of you evil Republicans, Jim Jordan, was it you? Did you open the door and let those people in the Capitol to stage an insurrection by selfie and flagpole? Hmm. Well, last night I came across a tweet and in the tweet was video. Now I had to edit the video because the people in the video were saying things that you cannot say on the radio. Oh, boy, were they ever. And this was a scene that looked to me, if I didn't know the context, like it was taken at the Capitol last year in Washington. Except it was not taken at the Capitol last year in Washington. It was taken at a Capitol in Lansing, Michigan. 
in 2000 and what, 11? Yeah, 2012, December 11, 2012. Here's the headline. Thousands, thousands, sound familiar? Of union protesters have stormed the state capitol in Michigan. Oh, how did they get into the capitol? Oh, well, thankfully, the answer came in the video I watched last night. State Senator, tell me if you've heard this name before, Gretchen Whitmer opened up a window to her office and let them into the Capitol. Now, here's the portion of the video that'll give you a flavor of just how much it sounded, hmm, in my opinion, worse than what happened in the Capitol in Washington, D.C. And you know why it sounded worse? Because when all the people were storming the Capitol in Washington, D.C., I don't remember and haven't seen video or heard audio of Jim Jordan or Devin Nunez or anybody else exhorting them on in the middle of their riot, like Gretchen Whitmer will do in this video and audio. And I want to thank Reverend Jesse Jackson. That's Gretchen. pro-union crowds raided a tent full of right-to-work supporters. Mm. Apparently one person was injured as they did so. Some of those protesters tried to get into the Senate. That caused state police to shut the building down. We're going to continue to fight. This fight is not over. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Now, you say, well, you know, one time. No, 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 no. February 17, 2011. Dateline, Madison, Wisconsin. Thousands of teachers, thousands of teachers, prison guards, and students descended on the Wisconsin Capitol for a second day Wednesday. Oh, wasn't beaten back in a few hours descended on the Wisconsin Capitol for the second day to fight a move to take union rights away from government workers in the state. The state house filled with as many as 10,000 demonstrators who chanted, beat drums for hours. The noise level in the rotunda rose to the level of a chainsaw, and many Madison teachers, shocker, joined the protest by calling in sick in such numbers that the district had to cancel classes. New Republican Governor Scott Walker is seeking passage of the nation's most aggressive anti-union proposal, which is moving swiftly through the GOP-led legislature. Hmm. So when Republicans don't get their way, they riot and they storm the Capitol. And that's evil, because that's a demonstration that our democracy is under threat. Hmm. Funny. Our democracy survived 10 years after the demonstration in the Michigan Capitol, and 10 years after the demonstration in the Wisconsin Capitol. And I don't remember any Republicans then prattling and blathering on about people demonstrating, even though it was violent, about, we got to get control of this, or the world is over as we know it. No. But Democrats never let a crisis go to waste. And they never let an opportunity to lie go to waste either. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.